Gossipers. Welcome back to Gossipin'. I'm Jocelyn. It's Natalie. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Jeanette. And you're listening to Gossipin', the podcast where we gossip while we sip. Welcome back, Gossipers. Uh, We're super excited to have you on this week's episode. We have a very special guest, and I'll give her a minute to introduce herself in just a moment. But we are really looking forward to chatting with her and getting to know a little bit more about her story. Um, So, Colleen, if you want to take a brief minute to let us know who you are, and if you want to do a shameless handle plug, you're definitely welcome to do that as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. Um, So my name is Colleen. Um, You might know me from my... A video that's been going around TikTok about um, donating my kidney to my boyfriend and then getting cheated on seven minutes afterwards and then me taking him back and then him dumping me three months later. That is a nutshell. Wait, wait, can I stop you for a second? I thought it was seven months. Seven minutes? Oh, seven months. Did I say no? Oh, I thought you said seven minutes. I heard seven minutes. I'm so sorry. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. I was like, I was like, he was ready to go. (laughs) He was doing it with the nurse, your your nurse. He took her to the room. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean mean to say minutes. I meant to say months. All right. So let's start from the top, from the beginning. If you want to let us know a little bit about, you know, where this all kind of starts. I believe it's like the year 2015. Let's take a trip in the travel machine, in the time machine, I should say. Chokers are in style, (laughs) the dark lipstick. And and so here starts your story, Colleen. What's going on? Yeah, so 2015, probably in the beginning of 2015, actually, um, I met him through mutual friends. I did play a women's basketball league in San Diego, and I met him through one of my teammates. And I don't know, from there, we just kind of clicked and started to get to know each other. And then early on in the relationship, he told me about his chronic kidney disease and his Crohn's disease. And, you know, he was going through peritoneal dialysis already. So he had a stomach. So just seeing what his life is like day to day kind of, you know, made me get this, like have this urgency to help him. You know, like just seeing the struggles of his everyday life, I just felt like I needed to do something like I wanted to help this guy. So within the same year, a few months, I know so early on, but I decided to get tested without him knowing. And then how long were you guys dating at this point when you decide to make that decision to get tested to see if you're a good candidate? I would say like maybe seven months. Okay. Yeah, seven months. Um, that's when I decided to get tested. And then November that same year, that's when I got the results back saying that we were a match. And then um yeah, did more tests within the next few months, like a bunch of uh, glucose tests, blood tests, and a, a bunch of different scans just to make sure my body was okay to donate. And then got the call that everything was good to go. And yeah, went went into surgery the next May of 2016. So you're going to donate your kidney to your boyfriend at the time. And it mm-hmm. obviously sounds like you're a very giving, caring person. I mean, you're definitely better than me because... <laughs> I would never. But it is a very serious decision to make, right? And it, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I I, I just want to know like where you were. You're mm-hmm. about to go into the OR. Do you have any second thoughts or like, how are you feeling mm-hmm. at this point? I remember just feeling like no second thoughts. Like I, for some reason, I went through this like process, like head on, like I knew no one was going to convince me otherwise. I just, I don't know why I was just so, so motivated to help him. And to make his life a little better. And yeah. yeah. And what was was your family? And what were your family and your friends thinking at the time? Like, were your friends encouraging it? Was your family encouraging Mm -hmm. it? Or they were just like, what are you thinking? 
what was I that? I don't know like? what were you thinking part. Like I, I know <laughs> they were just worried, you know, right. like any other person, they were just worried about my future health, but they, they still supported me in that decision. And um, yeah, I know for sure my mom was against it. Like she was full on against it. She she was crying as if I already died kind of thing. Oh my God. Well, yeah. mothers are so dramatic. Oh, no. I feel like I moms are definitely dramatic. Yeah. Moms so are way too much. Once she saw me after the surgery, like I was already walking. I was pretty normal after the surgery. That's when she realized that, okay, this is okay. What's the actual procedure like? Is it like an hour? Is it pretty extensive? And to be honest with you, I mean, I'm, I, maybe I should have looked it up, but I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to like, I guess, like transplants. So yeah. can there be complications? Yeah. Um, they said it was a pretty safe procedure. Um, if anything, just try not to get pregnant within the next year because of low, like high percentage of low birth rate. But I knew I wasn't going to get pregnant anytime soon. So that didn't, you know, cross my mind. Gotcha. Okay. And that was pretty much it when it came to, you know, precautions and stuff. After right. Surgery. Now, was this for, I know you said, was there a sort of like a, I guess, like fatal aspect to what he was going through with his kidney failure? Like, was it something that like, you know, down the line could kill him? Or was it just because you saw how, you know, stressful his day to day was having to deal with what he had? Or was there like a seriousness to the situation that like made you make the decision? Yeah, he since he was on peritoneal dialysis, that meant that his um, kidney function was already below 5%. So pretty much that machine was keeping him alive, filtering his kidneys um, every night for nine hours. And so I, that's oh. when I felt like, okay, if his kidney function is under 5%, that means like, you know, if I wait, could it be too late? Like what happens if his condition got worse? Or if he passed, like, I would have lived my life saying, like, asking myself, what if I got tested early? What right. This? So that's why I made that decision pretty early on. That's crazy. Had any, and I don't know if you know this, but had any of his friends or family members been interested in getting tested and seeing if they were candidates or had they gone through that and like nobody came back being a good match for him? From what I know from him, he said that um, no one offered in his family and oh, wow. none of his friends offered um, his immediate family. Um, his parents couldn't do it because they um, their health wasn't like the best. And same with his brother. Are we allowed to know said gentleman's name? I do want to keep his uh, identity private because, you know, internet could of get course. crazy. And I wouldn't want this to affect him in any way. Right. And I know he's married. Wait, he's what? He's I, married? I heard he's married. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Well, Wait, you just uh, like drop that in there. We were, I was like, uh, uh, rewind. I think he got married about two years after we broke up. Wow. Was it with oh the girl God. he cheated with? No, it wasn't. Uh, if it absolutely. was, that would be something else, to be honest. It would. What but if the other kidney fails? My kidney only probably range, like averages will probably last him maybe five to 10 years. He better be a better person within five to 10 years because it'll expire. <laughs> People called him the kidney swindler and I freaking <gasps> died laughing. Oh my God, that's the perfect that's name. Funny. Okay, so we'll call him KS. <laughs> Let's do it. So, so KS. Cheers to that. Yes, cheers to cheers KS. To that. Cheers to Nothing KS. Hope KS. <laughs> so, at this point, you've left the surgery. Um, you're walking, and you go back to your normal life. How quick is the recovery? Mm-hmm. And then, I think at this point, are you still in school? Are you still playing your sport and everything? Uh, I was still in school. Yes. I was still in school. I was able to recover um, after about a week or two. Okay. After that, I was 
back to normal. Oh, perfect. So did you have any limitations with playing basketball? Yeah, I started playing again after three months from the surgery. And then oh wow, it's funny because I joined a women's league with my friends again in San Diego. And then this really tall girl, probably like six feet, like body slammed me. Oh my God. After you landed on top of me three months after surgery. And I got so worried because the doctors told me like, you can't do boxing. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to box just as long as no one like hits me like back there. Right. I was like, okay. No one's going to do that. Like that's going to, that's not going to happen in basketball. And once that happened in basketball, oh. I was like freaked out. Cause she's probably like, I don't know, maybe like 200 pounds. Jesus. It's just landing on top of me. Yeah. Oh my God. So, but you were, you were good. I'm assuming (laughs) you got, I'm good. I'm good. But that was one of the scare moments. Okay. So let's get back to the timeline. So you, you, you go back to your life. He's, he's Mm -hmm. good to go. He's, you know, he came in, he got his kidney, Mm -hmm. walked out, you gave it to him. We're all good. And the relationship is still going strong at this point. Mm-hmm. At what point does this take a left turn? The relationship took a lot like a left turn when he went to a bachelor party um, that same year in December in Vegas. First of all, pause. so you give him the kidney in May and he goes to a bachelor party in December. Yes. Wow, he did a very fast recovery. The math isn't mathing. The math <laughs> isn't mathing, especially if that other kidney, like what percentage you think the other kidney is working. I know the liver is what processes the mm-hmm. alcohol, but like, I'm sure the kidney is helping out a little yeah. bit, you know? But the thing is like all that cheating happened in Vegas and he, he said he was sober through it all. So oh, drink no. when Thanks. it all happened. That, I'm Even sorry, worse. That, I feel like Even honestly, worse. that might have to hurt more, right? Because mm-hmm. not that, not that cheating in general frowned upon straight to yeah. jail prison federal penitentiary but like then you cheat sober like Mm -hmm. at least when someone says oh you know I was on drugs or I was on alcohol not that that's good anyways but at least when you say that there's kind of like a crutch that you can lean on when you're like they weren't in the right set of mind right you know like he was taken advantage of by a hooker Mm -hmm. like there are so many things that you kind of like run through your head that you're like you almost try to help them out I don't know I, I, I found myself yeah. doing that in the past so I completely women, we tend to try to do that yeah so he's sober and did I might be wrong here but was the cheating with the same girl that introduced you guys or is a totally different girl but just in the same friend group she was one of them yeah how close are you to this girl or were you at that point in time wait I have another question did, <laughs> did the girl like, how did this even happen, this encounter and happen? Because it's a bachelor party, so did she, like, infiltrate? Yeah, herself? like, did she, she go was, on the she trip? There. She was part of the bachelorette party that went with the bachelor Oh, party. it was, like, combined. Oh, yeah. so why couldn't oh. you go? Because I wasn't part of the bachelor party. Damn. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh. Giving me very, like, Vanderpump Rules vibes. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. I'm like, what? But I get it, because, like, I would do, like, a joint bachelor mm-hmm. bachelor at party so okay i was about to be petty but then i was like mm, i do that so mm-hmm. <laughs> was there was there any like issue or question of trust before he went on this trip or were you like oh, no everything not is at all sailing. like okay not at all i trusted him 110 percent like he was a very like religious christian like super mm-hmm. religious so like you know his morals like he wouldn't like sleep on the same bed as me like wow. that kind of no stuff. Way. He was super hardcore Christian, and um, I wasn't really religious per se. Okay. Um, but when I met him, I thought you know being with him would help me spiritually because I always wanted to grow my relationship with God. Right. And then I thought he would lead me to that path. 
but yeah, it took a it took a nasty turn. It led you down a diff a different path. Yeah, it took me down a different path. Oh my god! You're better off. Okay. So wait, can we go back to this moment of Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. So it's what six, seven months after surgery. So how did you find out about what happened? Did he tell you or? Yes, he did tell me. Um, well, at least he had the balls for that. <laughs> I know, right? I think it's the guilt. <laughs> the guilt got to him. Honestly, it could have. Did been he say worse. God told me to? You like. You could have married him and then found out years later after you guys have kids. So at least, honestly, the one good thing he did was like fess up to it. Does he pull up and just say, hey, the trip was great. I cheated on you. Or like, how does it go down? Pretty much like he came to my house unannounced, Um, heard a knock on my door, which is weird because, you know, I only live with my stepmom and my dad and they usually don't knock. So, um, yeah, I went to the door and it was just him. I'm like, who the heck let you in my house, first of all? And he just looks so scared and so like pale, like he looks sick. And I was oh, like, what no. happened? And then he um, kind of confessed to the cheating and, and all that stuff. And this was during when I was like studying for finals and I had to work at Disneyland the same night. Oh no, oh, not, the ha- not the happiest Satan. place on earth, Colleen. <laughs> so you gotta oh, go and God. pretend to be the happiest. But what, how would you respond to this? Like, did you, I mean, I'm sure you fucking cried because I feel like that's oh, yeah. what. I freaking bawled my eyes out and I just was so in shock because I was like, I defended you. Like I trusted you to go on this trip and not do anything. And then he was texting me throughout the trip saying how much he didn't want to be there and how much he wanted to go go home, go back to oh, no. read the Bible, that kind of stuff. So I was just like, where was the Bible? Bible? That was his guilty conscience. Where was the no. Bible when he was cheating? Oh, the Bible yeah. was nowhere to be found. <laughs> no, where were the Proverbs? Not uh-huh. the Proverbs. Thou shalt not cheat. What's going on? There's right. so Period. many, there's so many Period, like, books and she says the Proverbs. <laughs> there's <laughs> 10 commandments and he, he yeah. couldn't follow them all. And, and I was hanging I, out with my siblings. Sorry, I was hanging out with my siblings that weekend. And my sister even asked me, like, are you even worried? I was like, no, like he wouldn't do anything. Never like, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And I want to go back. I think we kind of talked about it a little bit. So you knew the girl or what? First of all, was it one or was it multiple? And two, mm-hmm. did you know the girls? I know someone said that they might have like helped introduce you or did, did you mm-hmm. know who, hap- who it happened with? Yeah, it was a few girls from the bachelorette party. One that I was teammates with and the other, um, they knew who I was. So, yeah, Damn, but I wouldn't consider them like friends. So friends. none of them looked out like none of them were like, hey, like this guy. Yeah, he may be look good looking, but he's taken like none of the gr- no girl code, nothing. None. You should forward them our episode on girl code. (laughs) We we do have a whole episode on girl code that we are happy to forward to these young ladies. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, are you still in contact with any of these girls? Yeah. Because like, fuck them. Thank God. One of them, like my basketball teammate, did try to uh, reach out to me and apologize, but she kind of like made like um, blame the alcohol pretty much on it. Was she the one that was uh, involved or? Mm-hmm. the basketball teammate was the one involved there was multiple yeah multiple right? girls wait. and she was one of them i just wait you're, you're not like, listening multiple no times. i'm i'm you're, listening, yeah, but I'm, listening. Maybe multiple i'm thinking maybe oh multiple involved in the sense that they were trying to cover up no, said she, no she multiple. said multiple times he cheated okay so like how long that's was this he trip was, yeah yeah <laughs> like so Did that's a conscious decision that's mm-hmm. a conscious decision yeah to like cheat once fine maybe we can get over it multiple times girl. yeah and different but girls multiple girls 
on the oh same. My God. And these girls okay, were so- all from the same bachelorette. Yes. And they know you. And they that's know even me. worse. I'm shook. And they all know the girls out there like, like that. Did each Hold one on. Know wait, wait, wait. They Colleen, had Colleen just said, and they were all from church. That's what you just said, right, Colleen? Wait, they were all from the, tr- the church? Colleen, I have the to church, tell you yeah. something. The church, peep, they, some of them be the biggest hoes. Biggest so. hypocrites, too. Oh, oh yeah, I went to Catholic school. It is very. I grew up in the church. I there's so many people who thought I was wild and crazy, and I'm like, my pastor's daughter had a baby at like 15. Like, mm-hmm. it is a crazy, crazy world. So as these girls, we're all shook. Calling, are obviously, like <laughs> doing hooking up with your boyfriend. Did mm-hmm. they know, like, amongst themselves, that they were like hooking up, or like, did were they also in the blind with each other? Like, in the sense of like, let's say there's a guy, and then like. Jocelyn knows that I'm hooking up with him, but then Jeanette uh-huh. doesn't know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I think like once after everything happened, like I just like cut ties with all of them oh pretty God, much. Yeah. And the one Sounds that I was still, like, I was like friends with, like when she tried to explain what happened to me, like I just didn't answer back because I just felt like I thought you were my friend pretty much. And I yeah. Guess- okay. First of all, these girls are fake as fuck. Hope they're Please, listening to you this look, episode. You mentioned San Diego, Vegas. Are you a West Coast girl? I am a West Coast girl. West Coast, baby. Okay. <laughs> yes. Are these West Coast activities? Because I don't know. I don't know too many East Coast girls. These are West Coast activities. Okay. I grew up in Burbank. This what do you is mean not you West don't Coast know activities? any East Coast, any of these East Coast activities? You lived in Miami in South Florida. You don't think this is happening down there? Yeah, this definitely happens in my this is all over this happens everywhere this is not based on a fair fair i just i'm like i also this is like what when you're in 2016 2015 i'm gonna assume you're like around our age right like 25 26 27 27 ish yeah colleen how uh, yeah how old are you at the time of everything i was 24 at the time of the surgery and then the bachelor party happened right before my 25th birthday wow i was wow. really trying to like build a bridge me. for them to like you know be like oh it was They're young and them being young yeah immature but like no. not you said 25 and i'm like but he was no. older he was 27 i yeah 27 oh hell no absolutely yeah. not we're really we're, i'm really searching for an out year calling i'm really <laughs> I'm playing okay, devil's KS, advocate. The swindler yeah. really fucking outdid himself. Mm-hmm. So at this point, like he, you know, lays it all out there for you. Are you immediately like, I'm done. I'm over this. Or is there a part of you like we've been through so much together. Let's try to make this work. Like a part of me is with is you in him? case you forgot. Literally. So what? Not theoretically, a part like a whole organ. Physically, Physically literally, literally, every and literally. Yeah. So what is your thought process, Colleen? Like, at, Colleen, at this point when you know everything comes to light. Yeah. At that time, I was just really hurt, and I didn't. I just couldn't think. You know, I had to go to work at Disneyland. Got sent home immediately after because I started crying. Uh, and then I don't know. It kind of took me a while to forgive him. And then. I remember his mom calling me and um, telling me like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like you should just forgive him. Um, not for downplaying this. Oh my God. Yeah, pretty much while I was at school. And then I was like, I don't know. I was just, you know, taking my time and like healing and trying to forgive him. And then he was kind of getting upset that I wasn't forgiving him fast enough. He's saying like, oh, God has already forgive me. Why can't you kind of thing? Oh, and hell 
no. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. That's so messy. Did you not say that? No. Did you really say that to you? Religious you people just gaslighting no, you. I'm so sorry. I don't, gaslight, I don't even want to make the blanket statement of religious people. I just feel like this guy's a fucking. Okay, asshole. yeah, I because didn't like, mean it like that. That like, came off bad. My thing here, first of all, okay. Um, I respect that you know he has a personal relationship with god however comma did god send him a telegram did god say yes you are forgiven did he send him i don't know a pigeon with a note like a dove who is he to write a dove who is he to to first of all demand that you forgive him and second of all be like okay listen um you're taking way too long. I got things to do. I got bills to pay. When are you going to forgive me? Like, rude. Was the, like, procedure and, you know, the whole fact of, like, all everything you guys been through together with the kidney, like, was that, like, the number one thing in your mind? Or was it really just, like, I love this person and, like, yeah. didn't think he would ever do this? And then, mm-hmm. so that also brought on like the shock or was like the kidney, like, oh, I can't, can't leave now. We've done yeah, so much just together. A, just a little bit of both. Cause yeah, I did donate my kidney, but I knew because I did well, not because like, I only did that. I, he shouldn't feel obligated to stay with me because of that. And I didn't right. want him to feel that way. If his feelings change for me, like it's okay to leave. Like, I'm not going to force you to stay because I gave you my kidney, which like a lot of people on the internet like missed the point of but yeah it was like a little bit of both I felt like you know I loved him I I could see myself being with this guy even though he was showing me red flags but I was so naive I was so blinded that I didn't girl we've all been there yeah (laughs) were there any other things like besides obvious cheating were there any other things that were like red flags I, I I watched your BuzzFeed video so I know after you started talking about like you guys making it work and like the trust was just like gone, right? Like there was just yeah, no, it was just, it was just hard to trust him. Cause like, even though he had like, you know, he, he portrayed himself as such a religious person, like just him doing that. Like, I don't know, just kind of gave me the ick a bit. And then just like, pretty much like lied to me and like saying, you believe in this, you believe in not doing this, but then you, you know, cheated on me behind my back. And well, I think the thing too, is once there's, any kind of I guess like lapse in not only communication but honesty and trust I mean you can say yeah I trust you baby go on and live your life but when he does go out for you know bible study on Wednesdays or you know Saturday guys night or whatever it is Sunday football whatever he does go and do when you're not there I feel like at least for me the thought in the back of my head would be like I would be paranoid and that honestly to me like I don't want to sacrifice my peace. I think obviously after you get over the pain of being cheated on and lied to you and all this turmoil that comes with it, furthermore, is that peace part. Like you want to be with someone that you want to trust and you want to be with someone that you confide in and that you feel is going to be respectful to you and honor you while they're away from you, whether you're there or not. You know what I mean? So how long did you guys stay together after the cheating happened before you were finally like, and then did you end it? Or so what is the, what's the aftermath? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you guys finally break up and and what's that time period? Yeah. Um, so I did eventually forgive him and gave him another chance. Um, he did show me like, Oh, you know, that he'll be better. And then, you know, all that stuff. What they always say. Yeah. He's so sorry. Like all that kind of stuff. So I I decided to take him back. And then, you know, I felt like we just kept fighting and fighting. And then three months after the bachelor party, that's when he, um, pretty much ended things on the phone because we were just arguing. And then it's funny because he wanted to read the Bible and I just said, no, And he took that very offensively and just ended things from there. 
and pretty on much the phone. Said, yeah. And pretty much said like, if God wants us to be together in the end, he'll bring us back together in the end. Just because I didn't want to read the Bible with him. So it's That's- like a normal Tuesday. You guys are on the phone. You're like fighting. He's like, Colleen, let's just read the Bible and all of our problems will go away. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, I want to have an adult conversation. And he mm-hmm. was like, well, you know, it just doesn't seem to be in the cards for us. God yeah. would lead us back together. I'm out. And then hung up. Pretty much. Wow. wow. Do you wow. feel maybe he used his faith as an excuse sometimes um, or maybe even as an easy way out um, for certain situations? I mean, the Bible reading as an example. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like looking back after the relationship ended, I was like, there was so many times he just wanted to read the Bible and like deflect the argument into like reading Bible verses and like reading the Bible and like saying, you know, God always forgive me like quickly. He always tells me how much he wants me to have God like qualities, that kind of stuff. So I wish I saw it during that was like totally. But to me, I thought it was like, in my head, I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is good for me spiritually, like, you know, growing my relationship with God, like, yeah, I should have God like qualities, blah, blah, blah. But Looking back at it now, I'm like, dude, I don't know how I went through that. Do you have any connection with him at this point? Not at all. Haven't talked to him since he uh, pretty much we broke up. So like almost what has it been almost five years ago? Wait, six years ago. Wait, five. Wait, six. (laughs) I'm sorry. Six years ago. In the past, girl. (laughs) I have a really quick question for you. And it actually let me know if it's too personal of a question. Mm -hmm. But I know you had mentioned earlier that you wanted to find a closer relationship to God in like a spiritual sense, things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this relationship sort of tainted that relationship that you could have had or you have now in Mm -hmm. a way? Like, do you see it more of just like, wow, like if this is what he was using as a crutch, like I don't want to be involved at all with any type of religion. Yeah, that pretty much that sums it up. It really did taint my like, you know, views on faith and being with people with you know, like that to that extreme. But yeah, I'm not totally closed off on it. But right now, like my boyfriend, current boyfriend right now, he um, he didn't really grow up with religion, you know, but he still had he he still knows what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, talks to me like a normal person, which is nice. So we love that. We love doesn't that make you telling. read the Bible, you know. Yeah, it doesn't do that stuff. So, you know, you talk to me like a regular person. No, that's yeah, I was, I was wondering that too. Um, <clears throat> but I, what I want to touch on now is sort of like just where you are now with this, you know, one less kidney girl, what's up? Uh, we've been following the Q&As. So <laughs> what like made you want this to sort of like be your brand or like what made you sort of go into this was it just one of those things where you make a tiktok not thinking anything of it and then Mm -hmm. everyone's like this is the craziest story ever you did buzzfeed so how did this transition all happen for you to telling your story honestly it just happened because of a trend like um what do you call it um it was just a trend where i just stood there and then you know the text in the front and then pretty much shows like pretty much saying like my story like donates kidney to dying boyfriend and then gets treated on didn't think any <laughs> of it like i i didn't Great know clickbait. It up. <laughs> like it how it did and then i remember when i posted it at like tuesday night at like 8 p.m and then next morning like I was like, oh my God, I woke up to like a lot of notifications and it just like blew up. And I didn't 
think any of it. I didn't think it was going to get the attention it's getting right now. But yeah, pretty much. And how long ago was that? When did do you know when you posted that? Yeah, it was uh, January 18th. So just oh, okay. like three months ago. And then how so has your life changed since? Obviously, you had a BuzzFeed article. Mm-hmm. You're on a little gossiping. Yeah. You're on a world renowned podcast. Yes. <laughs> Were you invited to Revolve Fest? Yes. Oh, no, I, I mean, not. you know, to be fair, we do have listeners all over the world. So. <laughs> no, um, I did not get invited to Revolve Fest. Um, I do get like messages here and there, um, you know, to share my story in the articles or like I've had um, the doctors reach out to me and um, Snapchat and, um, you know, uh, magazines and news articles kind of reached out. And then even from like around the world have reached out to me. And I thought that was pretty cool. Is there any hesitation to share it? Like I know when BuzzFeed, Hmm. they did a whole video where you have to go in depth. Obviously you don't share his name, which I think is actually really cool of you, you know, because of everything you've been through. But was there any hesitation? I would have been like, this is his birthday. This is his birthday. We would probably all be in a defamation lawsuit. Be on the lookout. (laughs) But yeah, was there any hesitation to share the story? Because obviously, it's on such a big public Mm -hmm. stage, and it's it's obviously not the easiest thing to go through. But what was that like? Yeah, I was just scared. The one thing I was just concerned of was it reaching, like getting to him. Mm. That's my question. Did he? Does he know? Does he know? I have no idea. He he's never he hasn't reached out, and I'm just scared it would like affect his like family or marriage that's the one thing I was worried about after posting like mm. could this story get to him and affect him in any way like I I'm just doing this you know for the laughs you know I'm doing this for fun right and also wanted to sp- spread awareness that you know organ donation is not so scary after all and like even though my situation you know unraveled and everything happened like I still don't regret everything I did like I gave him a second chance at life and you know I hope he's doing well like I hope He's not on dialysis still. Like I, I still wish him well. In that's the amazing. I think that says Honestly, a lot about you, Colleen. It's great that you're bringing awareness to it. So I, I take it he hasn't reached out. Okay. Well, Stop. you know, don't what? say in my name. Case, don't talk about me. Don't you dare. Good riddance. <laughs> because honestly, like, let's say um, KS is married to Mrs. KS at this point. She wouldn't know. Like, I could be married to the culprit right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way for me to know who who that person was. Uh, right. You know? I was wondering, I, I like, if her, if his wife knows what happened. Based on his record, I'm going to say no. Do you have any contact with any people that you guys had in your same friend group? Like, are you guys, are you friends with any of them? Or was it like you moved on? Past all of this. like we're still like friends on like Facebook that's pretty much it like not even Instagram I don't think we follow each other um but I did get I don't know if you saw but um I did get a text from a fake number pretty much saying um like hey because I did a I did like an Instagram post like after we broke up like you know saying that we broke up you know we wish each other well like you know I learned a lot from him blah blah, blah. that kind of stuff like those breakups right stuff. shortly after I got a text from a fake number saying like oh no one cares that you guys broke up and that you donated um you know congrats with graduating with a disability oh hell no oh, oh my gosh. people I'm are the worst a disability I know I was like when did I say I was disabled yeah why yeah, would you be disabled because so you're one less kidney okay yeah. so I guess that's so but hater. you have a hundred percent kidney right where he has 
like a 25% kidney. To this day, I still don't know who texted me that. Like that was the last time I reached out to him was saying like, hey, like who the heck is this? Like, are you talking smack about me pretty much? Right. And then he he texted me back saying, no, like um, me and my family only talk good things about you. And like, I have no idea who could that be. You better. So you <laughs> thought he had, he, you thought he might've had something to do with it. Like it was someone connected to him. And like yeah, close with oh him. yeah, it said the beginning of the text. It said a homie of your ex. Oof. Yeah. So oh. I was like, okay, so he must know this person. And who would go out of their way to like make a fake number and text me that? Right. Yeah. The yeah. Drama. Someone that has some type of like bad blood for some reason. For yeah, sure. For some reason. I don't know why. Like, did that make you feel better to text me that? Like, I don't know. So you said you're in a new relationship. You have a mm-hmm. boyfriend at, at now. How does he feel about, you know, you talking about this with like, obviously not mentioning your ex's name or having no contact with him, but like, mm-hmm. did he know before um, or were you guys together before you started posting? Yeah, we were, uh, we've been together for five years. So I pretty much met him. We broke up. How long? Like, same month? Same month. Like, um, wow. I'm going to go on a limit wow. say God wanted this. God brought me someone better. It wasn't God. Yes, the real God, not the one that's out here fucking representing yeah. him, KS. Pretty much was really sad after the breakup. And then my friend um, from college invited me to go on this road trip with uh, a few of his friends and... He was one of them. And I don't know, from there, we just kind of clicked. He showed interest immediately after we got back from the road trip and, you know, asked for my schedule and like asked to go out and get to know me. And I was like, okay, maybe, you know, this guy, he seems interested in me. I don't think he's going to play me, but like, you know, the trust issues were kind of like, I don't know. Of course. I don't want to jump into this so quickly, but, um, you know, Does he, he want my other kidney? Yeah. Right? Like all these questions. Of course. No, I understand. <laughs> so you start dating him and obviously it's working out. You said five, six years. Yes. Five years. We just celebrated our five years. Um, and oh, he's just time. been amazing. Just amazing. Oh. Biggest support person I could ever ask for. And he's been there for me through it all. Oh my gosh. Awesome. So when you started posting, he was like, yeah, go for it. Go, girl. You're getting viral and all this stuff. So he's like, he just said, cool. oh, I just want to quit my job and become a stay at home boyfriend. So where's that? <laughs> yes. Where's that money yes. yes. You're going to support energy. him, girl. Yes. <laughs> More of that energy. We love that for you. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it really sounds like you, I mean, listen, at your young age, you really have made quite the, the life voyage, I will say, but it sounds like you're on the up and up. You know what I mean? And I think that it's great that you're sharing your story. It definitely does bring awareness to organ donation. And so thank you for that. Very remarkable what you've gone through. <laughs> All right. And over to you, Nat with Nat, Nat with Nat. Yeah. So thanks again, Colleen, for joining us. Um. So what I wanted to bring up today is just really, I think the craziest trial. I mean, there's all these trials going on in Hollywood right now. We had the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. We talked about that a few weeks ago. The Kardashians versus Black China. I sent this in um, our oh group my God. chat yes. not too long ago. Um, but basically, I wanted to give a quick rundown of everything that Black China is supposedly suing them for. And then the big story that's going on was they they are doing jury selection. And one of the jurors was asked, like, can you be impartial? And this man said, no, because I've seen Kim Kardashian's sex tape. He said, I've <laughs> never seen the show, but I've watched her sex tape. And Shut then, up. yeah. So, so is he then, rooting for the Kardashians or for Black China? Yeah, clearly. No. Based on her performance. 
<laughs> so then it doesn't even end there. The I think they I believe they ask him like some sort of follow up question like, well, do you think like, have you ever seen the show? He's like, no, just the sex tape. And then they're like, well, what else? You know, basically, what's your other connections? And he was like, I don't believe I'll be able to be impartial in this case, because if I see Kim, I will just keep thinking about her sex tape over and over again. Oh, this is like yeah. a direct quote from this fucking freak that <laughs> was picked as a juror. And Chloe, Kim, Kylie, and Chris were all there while jury selection. No Rob, which is another thing I wanted to say. Rob brought this crazy ass woman, Black Child, into he? their family and doesn't show up on their court. Rob, is he God. not part of the lawsuit? No, he's he's not. That's the other thing. Oh so- my God. How because because Black China's smart. Yeah, no she's smart and knows that Rob is living Rob off the shit. family's money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rob doesn't have Rob doesn't even run his own Instagram. The Jenner, Chris, uh, Jenner, Kardashian, whatever empire runs his Instagram. So he doesn't even he's not even making his own money. He's literally living off of whatever money he made from the early years of keeping up with right and so the as biggest, well as the family money so like the biggest thing that sort of drew this is black china believes that the kardashians are the reason robin china got canceled she believed it was like the number one show on e so she is demanding 36 million from kim for emotional distress 36 million for injury to reputation and humiliation 36 million for anxiety and betrayal, which is what I posted on my Instagram. I wish someone would pay me 36 million. Pauline, I feel like you should be suing for 36 million. Okay. Pauline, you should be suing chaos. You should be suing the hospital, the doctors. You could be suing a lawsuit. You could probably sue his church that he paid tithes to, honestly. Beep, 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 beep. Be like, hey, Black China, um, who's, who's the lawyer? Because I need to hire him. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag the club in Vegas lawyer. that allowed all this to happen. Yes, you got, dude, you got a case, Colleen. All of that. $44 million in loss of earnings. So that's basically her saying, like, the loss from the show. $64 million in loss of future earnings. So that's what she oh. claimed that she thinks she would have gotten if the I show just want to know on. who well, did this the show map. was supposed to have a two more seasons or one more season and it was canceled so okay. that's why she was just like that's the money that i would have been making off right. of the future seasons she wants another 100 million from kim she wants the most from kim 19 million from chris 94 because kim kim's the queen of the empire yeah. It, and it's funny because it says 94 million in punitive damages from Kim and Chloe, uh, F- Kim and Kylie and 5 million from Chloe. There's literally no reason why she wants 5 million from Chloe. She just like tacked it on there. So, she said, you know what? Let me dip my toe into the Chloe money, too. Why not? Hmm. I think it's also that funny. Case, that- let me ask for, you know, a million from uh, Stormy. Yeah. Right. Oh, my yeah. God. Do you imagine? And the other thing, too, and this is what I'm not entirely sure. I believe this is the this is a lawsuit of Black China suing them. But I know that they countersued her as well for all of these other charges. So this as they gonna- would. This is ongoing, and I I hope I'm saying it right now. I hope Black China doesn't get a penny. That's my stance. I think she'll get something. And um, her mom went on Instagram live literally after jury selection. I saw this on TMZ, and was just talking shit about all the Kardashians. I'm like, she's in the middle of a lawsuit. Like you can't do this, Colleen. If you can tell, we're some Kardashian stance. Not all of us, but I'm not. We, we dip our toe. 
definitely Absolutely. a Kardashian stand over Black China, to be honest. Yes. That's, that's the right side yeah. of history. Mm-hmm. But that's everything with Net Net with Net. Thank you, Natalie. Huge special thank you to our featured guest, Colleen. Please be sure to show her some love and follow her. Colleen, if you want to give us your TikTok handle. Yes. So my TikTok handle is Colleeny. It's C O L L. E-E-E-N-I-I-E. Thank you so much, Colleen, for joining us today. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you guys for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks girl. Colleen. Thanks, Colleen. Thanks for coming. Thank you. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah you were certified gossiper. I'm happy I'm in the family now. Yes. <laughs> and thank you so much, gossipers, for listening to another episode of Gossipin', the podcast where we gossip. While we sip, please be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gossip and Podcast and tune in new episodes or binge old ones on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Stitcher. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Cheers. Cheers.